Yes, I gotta have You're listening to Faith at Work, brought to you by AirAccountant.io, outsourced controller and bookkeeping services. Now to our host, Carl Grant. Welcome to Faith at Work. I'm Carl Grant here with Frank Carlucci, CEO of TAM Technologies and Blue Door Networks. Welcome, Frank. Thanks, Carl. Thanks for having me. So, Frank, tell me about your career and this point that you've reached in your life. Sure. I started my career as a naval officer, uh, naval intelligence officer to be specific, and served six years of active duty, four years in reserve. Decided to try my, apply my talents to the business sector, went into consumer products, and then ended up in the IT business. Worked for a number of the large companies, Avaya, Lucent, Nortel. I uh, really enjoyed that part of the work um, because my customers were very diverse. A lot of travel. And then in 2004, I moved back to the D.C. area, primarily to be close to my, my father, who had been diagnosed with Parkinson's. And the nature of my job allowed me to travel, so it really didn't matter where I lived, but I wanted my, my two daughters to grow up with their grandfather and continued to commute. I think I did about 240,000 miles a year for three years, just on one airline. And I burned out of that and decided to start my own companies here, both, both Blue Door Networks, which is an IT reseller, and TAM Technologies, which is a consulting business. 2018, my father's health started to deteriorate. I decided to spend a lot more time with him and focus much less on my business. And I wound down to just a a few customers. I was enjoying the consumer or the consulting work a lot more than the reseller work. Uh, He died a year ago. And I took stock of what I had enjoyed doing for the previous three years. Primarily, I really enjoyed my time with him. Uh, I was blessed to be able to spend that much time with him. I enjoyed my time with my oldest daughter, helping her decide where she wanted to go to school and looking at unit schools and kind of seeing what's going on with the next generation of of leaders. And I enjoyed my time mentoring Georgetown students who were first generation college students at Georgetown University. And I enjoyed my time serving on the vestry at the church and an activity like that. So I decided to, uh, in my mid-50s, take the leap and uh, gone back to school. I'm at Georgetown University in the Masters of Liberal Studies program which when people ask me, well, what, what are you studying? What are you, what are you going to do with that degree? It has absolutely nothing to do with the business world, and I take no courses that have anything to do with Washington, D.C. It's really focused on the education of the liberals, liberal arts, theology, philosophy, heavy on morals and ethics. And my intent is, of taking that course of study is to really improve the context of my thinking. And I believe that if you, if you improve the context of your thinking, you can really improve yourself and how you interact with others. And that's, that's really what I'm focusing my time on now, Carl. And just to take one more step, I've also been taking a course through the University of the South, which, uh, Swanee, which is an Episcopal Church uh, certificate program. It's a four-year program called Education for Ministry. I don't plan on being a minister. My preaching is not good. Uh, but concept there is that we are all ministers of the word and by having a theological context in how we work with others and support others we can be better i I remember your dad he was a high profile guy i believe he was secretary of defense and ran the carlisle group for a while he was he was chairman and so um it's interesting I, i my dad just turned 80 years old 
and the two of us did a Bible Institute together, two-year program. Mm -hmm. Just finished it and got the certificate. So I can relate in a way. It's a lot of early mornings and a lot of uh, extra time, but it was precious time with my dad. It, it, it is it is special, and, and um, you know, since we're talking about faith at work, and let's take the work aside, you know, I think the things that I had learned, the things that I had studied, some of the experiences I've been through in the past five or six years on a personal level, really, I hope, made me better at comforting him in his last year. We became very close friends. We talked about things that I never thought I'd talk about with my father. And probably, I've got to say, I'm very proud of my marriage of 32 years. I'm very proud of my children. I've had a good career, but the proudest moment of my life was, was speaking at my father's memorial service. Mm. I, I felt like I had spent my life preparing for that moment. And, uh, you know, I, every day I, I, I give thanks for that. Yeah. Well, it must have been tough. I don't even like to think about that. Um, so t take, let's go back. And how, how did you originally come to faith, and, and how has faith played a role in your life? Well, um, you know, standard Episcopal Church kid. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know what that is because yeah, I grew up an atheist. Uh, I didn't, you know. Right. I mean, it's a, 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 Episcopals are, we joke that we're JV Catholics um, or Catholic light. Um, you know, the history behind the church, Episcopal Church is the same history as the Anglican Church. You know, uh, there's a king in England, Henry VIII, uh, needed a divorce, so he started his own church. Ah. And on we go. Um, but, uh, and in fact, my great-grandfather was a Catholic, and he's the one that brought us over to the Episcopal Church. That's a, that's a story for another time. But growing up, you know, church was something you did. You had to go. You know, you went through, you got confirmed. There wasn't a lot of faith in the house. It was something we did. We grew up in Washington. We grew up overseas. It was something that you did on Sunday mornings. Went to Georgetown, not because of the Catholic affiliation, but got exposed to a number of things there. Georgetown University has still has some focus on court courses where you have to take two theology courses, you have to take two philosophy courses, with the whole idea that, again, you improve the context of your thinking by, by understanding some of the thoughts on why we're here and some of the thoughts of what makes us who we are, um, which are what those two disciplines really focus on. Uh, kind of just continue to go through church, just faithful Episcopalian, uh, doing what I did. Six years ago, I got very sick. Through my recovery of that, I realized that, you know, I was blessed. I was blessed that I had the opportunity to recover. I wasn't thankful for my recovery. I was thankful, for some reason, I became thankful for the experience. I think that brought me closer to God, brought me, it, it really tightened my faith. And it gave me the realization that you're really, and this is where the work part comes in, and I think it's important for the workplace, is that you have to understand that you're not alone in this world. And when people, you often see people in the workplace or in your daily life that can be rather intense or insecure, but, but very successful kind of sense I was in that place at times and I sense it was because I never felt like there was somebody with me so I had to prove myself and if you really understand that you know you're blessed to be here and we're all God's children then you kind of gain strength from that and you can hopefully um, perform better in the workplace and in your life. So after the experience six years ago how did that change 
your faith in your work and, and how did you integrate the two? And then what role does it play today in what you're doing as a student? Well, I think it, it launched my, my passion for, for God and for understanding. Um, the whole concept of contextual thinking, uh, the entry into the, the education for ministry uh, course, the entry into the, the liberal studies program that I'm at at Georgetown, the master's program there, the, the focus on the refocusing and doubling my efforts to focus on my family, um, especially my father during his latter years. I was fortunate I was able to do that. I'd had a successful business career. Um, many people aren't, aren't fortunate. But most importantly, I was, I was fortunate that God gave me the opportunity. When you get very ill and, and you realize that you've been given kind of a second chance, it's important to appreciate that. And I give thanks for that every day. How does, that, how does it change the way you approach the, the workplace? Well, one thing is, is I think I'm a lot more reflective. And in today's work environment, especially having been an IT executive, I don't think there's a lot of time for reflection. I think we're, we're all tethered to our devices. We're in the large companies are forced to behave in a 30, 60, 90 mentality. We're all slaves to the street. Small companies can be very competitive, especially in IT. The whole cloud thing transformed the, the, the industry. Here I was, I'd grown a business to $4 million in, in one year and had 80 customers around the country. And boom, this cloud thing comes up. Being a reseller wasn't too exciting at that point. You know, the whole idea of being able to take a step back, think reflectively, and think reflectively even, um, at a, and, and I don't use that term lightly because I think part, part of the reflection that needs to be done ties itself into a theological term called discernment. And discernment means that you really have to understand the motive behind what you're trying to do. You know, and, and you have to appreciate the fact that you have contrasting moments, or, or conflicting desires within you. And how do you apply really what your core values are, what you really believe in during that discernment process is very important. You have to say, am I really doing this just so I can get another paycheck or am I doing this because it's the right thing for the customer? Uh, you know, a lot of companies have core values. They post them on the wall. They spend a lot of money developing them. How often do people really address those core values in the discernment process, in the strategic thinking of the company? Or is it just another element that people want to show to their employees and say, here, these are our values. Now let's go off and do work. Mm. So I'd like to end on a funnier note, uh, if we can be funny here. Um, do you think God has a sense of humor? And if so, have you experienced it? Well, if God is in all things, and if we have a sense of humor, and we approach life uh, to its fullest, then God must have a sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about, um, as we wrap up here, this transition, this change. A lot of guys, you know, pull out of the workplace and, and their wives are telling them to get back into the workplace. How has that been with your family? I, I know you've changed a lot of things over the past few years. Are, are you, you finding it better to be more around family members? Yeah. I, I mean, it's so... My oldest is in college. She's doing very well. Right now, she actually, she's spending the summer in Madagascar, of all places. Wow. Uh, great experience. Uh, my youngest will be a junior in high school. And my wife and I have been married for 32 years. Long time. Yeah. And uh, she's a saint, to especially be married to me for 32 years. She's very supportive. 
uh, again, I said we're blessed. You know, we had we had the, we had the struggles in the early years financially, et cetera, and then we had some very successful years um, with it, with some, many of those companies I mentioned, and we're able to adapt. I think um, you know she's supportive because she sees. I might not be running a company day to day, but I still interact with my customers. You know, some of the customers that I brought to Blue Door Networks are customers I had in 2000. One of the things that, and, and so my wife sees my energy, and, and let, me, let me close on one thing, and that is I've come to the, the conclusion that we all need to treat relationships as sacred. Relationships are sacred. You're, you're very good at that, by the way. And, and if we all look at relationships as sacred, including our work relationships. We'll respect each other's thoughts. We'll work for the right ends. We'll respect each other's time. We won't bring devices into meetings. We'll learn to listen. My, my wife has always been amazed at how many relationships I try and keep. Nowhere near the number of ones that you do, Carl. But um, it's a challenge. She enjoys the fact that I, I am still getting out and keeping those relationships in place. And every time I encounter one of those relationships, hopefully I'm learning. Well, Frank Carlucci, thank you very much for joining us today on Faith at Work. Please subscribe to our podcast and find us on Facebook, Faith at Work. Thanks, Carl. Thanks. Yes, I gotta have faith. You have been listening to Faith at Work with Carl Grant, brought to you by airaccountant.io.